When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast. What is up, College Cross fans? You are watching the 73rd episode. This is the third episode in the in a row, third episode this week. Uh, if you're watching this, it's Wednesday. Today, we are going to talk about the Yale and Syracuse scrimmage that was uh, in Syracuse this weekend that I attended on Sunday. It was an excellent scrimmage. Both teams went balls to the wall throughout. Before I get into it and tell you how everything went, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And as always, you can go to laxfactor.com. We have hats, t-shirts. You can get some swag, coffee mugs, whatever, to try to support the channel that way if you would like. The scrimmage was awesome. Uh, I, was, I was excited to get to see TD Erlin. I was excited just to get to see Yale in general being the number three team in the country at the time. And so just a number three versus number five matchup, it was good to see. Uh, takeaways. And from the Syracuse side of it, takeaways was offensively. The week prior, a lot of the offense was funneled through that first midfield line. Totally different look this week in the scrimmage against Yale. A big chunk of the offense was funneled through the attackmen, and it was very apparent that Griffin Cook is feeling really good about himself right now because arguably you'd say just by watching the scrimmage, he looked like the best player on the field potentially. And I'm talking out of everybody that played offense that day, Griffin Cook looked like he could potentially be the best player on the field. So I got a chance to talk to him after the game and ask him specifically, do you, are, do you actually feel as good as you have looked on the field? And this is what he said. Are you as confident as you look out there while you're running around? Uh, yeah, I feel like we're all pretty confident. You know, we're getting there. Limited all of our mistakes, which helps a lot, and our shots are starting to fall. How, how has it been trying to get used to playing with uh, Rafis and, and Scanlon so far? Um, it's been good. It was a little bit of a transition at first, coming from up top last year, going back behind. But I played attack last year in practice, so we were building that chemistry through the whole year last year and this whole year. So I think it's clicking a little bit. Another good thing uh, to see was Chase Scanlon uh, getting involved. He, did, he wasn't quite as involved in the Vermont scrimmage, almost not at all. Uh, and in, in this scrimmage here against Yale, he was very involved, took a lot of beatings, but he, he went to the rack, carried the ball, uh, he fed the ball. So Scanlon, in general, he, he looked like he's starting to come into his own, like he's starting to get comfortable within this offense, playing with all of these guys. And as you heard Griffin Cook talk about, they've, you know, they've been practicing, they've been on the field together, so they're, they're starting to, to click here at this point. So that was good to see Scanlon get involved. Another thing that was interesting to see, Porter struggled. That was interesting. Porter, Porter did not have a great outing. And he, he took the first half. And then number 27, I don't, off the top of my head, I'm not sure of his name, the backup, he actually played really good in the second half for Syracuse. But Porter did struggle in that first half. Uh, well, uh, you know, in the first half when all the starters were playing and then all the starters played through the third as well. Defensively, Syracuse looked tough. Once again, Kennedy played close. Uh, I think they started DiPetro or DiPietro Di uh, down at close also with Mellon. And they were doubling people all over the place. If you turned your back, they were doubling, beating people up, chasing people all over the field. So that was also good to see. I got to talk to Mellon. Are you delighted to be rocking 11 right now, or were you a little torn having to give up the 2-1? <laughs> well, honestly, I'm really honest. I, I love 21, you know what I mean? That's what I figure. That was a number I you know, that was a number, you know, 
I wore for four years. You know what I mean? That was a number that, you know, that was the number that I came into Syracuse with and, you know, was working my butt off to make a name for myself. So 21's always, you know, going to be there in my heart. You know, Austin Fusco wore number 11 the previous two years. Yeah. So when he asked me if I wanted to, you know, take on, you know, the responsibility to wear this and to, you know, deal with the things that comes with it, I said absolutely. I would wear it. I would take, take it with pride and, you know, you know, try to wear it the best I can. Um, I don't remember seeing you guys play that aggressively on defense where a guy turns his back and you guys are just raging on them with double teams. So is that a, has that been a concerted effort to try to be a little uh, more aggressive yeah, this I mean, year? Yeah, I think we just realized that, like, our close D is very athletic. You know, from me to Brett Kennedy to Jared Fernandez to Nick DiPietro to Andrew Helmer. Um, and then our D middies, like, you know, Peter Durth, you know, Brandon Avilas, Damiela Demoye, Spencer Small. Like, we got some guys that can fly around. You know what I mean? Like, so I guess it, we haven't like been practicing, you know. You know we got to be more aggressive. I think it's just we we realize like, you know, we have confidence in our athletic ability to be able to do some things that maybe slower guys can't do. Yep. You know, in the best way to put it. Um, so I think like the more we the more we you know have games like this where it's intense up and down. Um, the better will be it. The better will be. You know? And uh, the crease dive guys, they were talking about how Drake Porter is going to continue to have the best hair on the team, mm-hmm. and I dispute that. I think that Trimboli is in the running. So Trimboli or to Porter? To be honest with you, I don't know. I, see, I have my lockers right next to Trimboli, and I, I see, I see, I see the care he puts into his it's hair. It's slick, so. man. I gotta give it. I gotta give, give him the nod. You know. All right. So we'll talk to Barstool Jordy about that. <laughs> And at the faceoff X, that was something that we all wanted to see. How was Syracuse going to handle Yale, TD Erlin, and and you know how would these faceoff units do? Syracuse more than held their own. FOP looked the best for Syracuse overall. And in in fairness to TD, even though that overall Cuse got the best of him, I believe that he he didn't take every faceoff, so he wasn't in his normal TD flow. He was getting two or three at a time. They'd give someone else one or two, and then he'd come back and take two or three more. I think if they let him take the first six, eight. 10 face-offs of that game, he doesn't lose any after that because that's kind of what he does. He'll dial it in, and then once he's got you figured out, you are done after that. But Syracuse's face-off unit looked good. They did double pull the wing. They brought Kennedy up. They brought um, Fernandez up. So they had them both on the wing, and they put Dirth down low. But in all, Syracuse, their face-off unit did a good job. They, they played admirably against Yale. On the Yale side of things, one of the things I was most surprised about is that um, Star. Star looked incredible. He got the whole first half. He was definitely the best goalie that day. I think last year, almost everybody would have taken Porter. It, like, let's say you t- you took both goalies regular seasons and you said, "Hey, uh, who do you want?" You know, if you're going into the playoffs, do you want to take Drake Porter? Or you want to take Star? I think you're taking Porter. Most people would. He had a better save percentage. He was a little bit less streaky, a lot less streaky than Star. Star tends to be a very streaky goalie. Star was solid. He he made a lot of really good saves. A lot of saves I didn't think he should make. Syracuse took some popcorn shots at times, but he you know Star was always there uh, up to the task. So Star looked really good. Uh, pretty much all the goalkeeping uh, on the day outside of Porter's rough outing was pretty good. Porter will be fine. It's it's just a scrimmage, and uh, he he proved that he's consistent and he's a gamer and he'll he'll be ready to go. But I thought that was good for Yale that Star looked as good in cage as he did. Yale defense they were mean, they were bullies. Uh, at one point, I think Fake blasted uh, Scanlon, knocked Scanlon on his ass, and 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 ended up getting a penalty for it. And there was a little bit of crap talking that ensued afterwards. But Yale uh, defensively looked really good. Offensively, they mixed it up a lot. 
So they didn't look as crisp as I as I would normally expect Yale to look. But Yale, this was, I think, I believe it was like only their second time out on a field because the Ivy League gets a later start than everybody else, and they, they only have team or captain practices or, uh, leading into this scrimmage every season. So Yale hadn't, uh, you know, Syracuse has a head start. Syracuse has already gotten some action, and Yale hadn't. But offensively, Yale still looked good. They just didn't – they weren't as crisp as you would think, but they're going to be fine. So overall, both teams, though, look good. I believe at the end of three quarters, it was 12-11 to 11, Yale. So Yale technically in the three quarters that they played the starters got the one-goal win. Uh, the fourth quarter, Syracuse came out. A lot of Syracuse fans are saying, hey, we beat Yale up in a scrimmage. Fourth quarter, the, the Cuse bench versus the Yale bench. Yes, Syracuse murked them, but – what are you going to do? Syracuse has a little bit more depth. That's the only thing that that proves. But the the reality was after three, it was still anybody's game. Both teams looked really good on the day. Both teams tried to kill each other throughout the evening, and that was awesome to watch. And uh, that's it. So Syracuse, they're going to play Colgate here coming up. And I believe Yale, who does Yale start with? Villanova is who Yale usually starts with. And Villanova is a tough team too, and they like to upset people. So Cuse has Colgate on Friday. Uh, so I will not be attending that one. That should that'll probably be the only Q's game that I actually don't attend this season, but I'll be watching it on TV. So we'll cover that here coming up, the the Yale matchup and the Syracuse matchup against Colgate. We'll cover those on Thursday's show, the uh, college lacrosse weekend preview that you'll see on Thursday. So as always, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Thank you for watching and uh, enjoy.